So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. It is Friday night. The gang is all here. We are ready to rock and roll. 45 minutes-ish of wall-to-wall wrestling coverage tonight. We had two hours of SmackDown, an hour of Rampage. Dutch Mantel chugging an energy drink. He's ready to roll. We got SP3. I'm Rick Uchino. Thank you guys so much for joining us here on the Sports Kita Wrestling Facebook and Twitter pages and then the Wrestle Binge by Sports Kita YouTube channel. Thank you guys so much. Got a lot uh, to dive into today, a lot of uh, newsworthy headlines coming out of this week. Dutch, yep. What what did you think overall? Both shows tonight. I know you're normally critical of Rampage. What what did you think overall tonight? Well, nothing's changed. SmackDown was SmackDown was okay. SmackDown was a decent show. Rampage, if they'd make some adjustments, would be a great show. But as it is right now, it's just it sits there and looks at you. Except me. I'm sitting there, and it reaches out and slaps the hell out of me. Like, why did you go to sleep? That's what it does to me. I mean, people that cannot go to sleep, really, I think you need to take Rampage, put it in one of those no-dose forms, and sell it at the drugstore. You'd make a million bucks. Yeah. Here's, here's, Here's a Rampage prescription. Signed by Tony Khan, and there, there you go. Well, uh, you, you, I do stay awake because I'm wondering what the hell are they going to do? Or, I mean, those, but those backstage interviews, they're not getting any better. They can't get any worse. So I guess we're just stuck with them. Well, Tony Khan did say this week that uh, it's a it's an all hands on deck situation to try to make uh, Rampage. Um, I guess more appealing to to his audience this past. Well, what week. he was looking for was watchable, and <laughs> this make past- it just a little bit interesting. I was going to say on there tonight. I'd never heard of in my life. Trent Seven, <laughs> never heard of him. Saw him. Okay, he's new, but he's going in in, in against uh, Cassidy. What is Cassidy? The, the like the face of Rampage now. He, they awesome. called them. They called them that on commentary. They called him Mr. Rampage. Well, that's what he is because he's on every show in the main event. So well, I like it. I like the fact that he's defending the All Atlantic Championship on a regular basis. Kind of makes it mean something there a little bit. Gives well, somebody you would it, like it, Rick. It gives the hardcore audience something to tune into every week, and the, uh, his matches always deliver. So I mean, you know, it is what it is. But you know, Dutch, this what? this past this past no week. Ratings? This pa- well, and that's what I wanted to ask you. This past week, <laughs> Rampage. You, hey, if somebody is not producing ratings, you know what the first thing you do hmm. is you just you get rid of that person and try somebody else. What did Rampage do last week? 
365,000. Okay, but they had opposition, right? What what was going on last week? Ball games at ten o'clock on a Friday? Hell, I know. Where they had, they had uh, that, I know the NBA on ESPN. They were like number one, number two in the in the key demo for the night. Who's that? Rampage? No, NBA on ESPN. Oh, NBA? Well, yeah, Rampage had a rough go last week. Um, they're gonna have one to go this week too. I mean, I don't. Here's the thing, Dutch. You, you can talk about making the matches interesting and, and trying to Sid, put is he more preaching to me. Is he preaching to me? Is Sid, I, is he going to let me finish a damn sentence tonight? I can't way. finish a damn sentence without Judge jumping down my damn throat. We're four minutes into this damn thing. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Dutch, you can well, talk. Let me say that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Knew that one was coming. But you can talk about changing <laughs> the show and making it better. But I honestly don't know what they can do. The time slot is terrible. It's 10 o'clock on a Friday night to, right after SmackDown where people have already you know, watched two hours of wrestling, more than likely. And more often than not, the show is pre-taped. So they can sit there and they can look up what the results were. You had your surprise main event entrant tonight. You can look up who the hell it was so there's no intrigue to tune in. Those are two big hurdles to climb. The fact that the time slot sucks and chances are it's it SmackDown struggled for years when it was a pre-recorded show. And your point is, how do you overcome that? That's the question. You can sit here and say, make the show more interesting, okay. put your bigger stars on there, but if people already know what happened. Who agreed they, to put the show on at 10 o'clock? Uh, that was Tony Khan's call. I'm guessing. Okay. No, that would be Warner, that wouldn't be Tony Khan's call. That would be Warner brothers. And yeah, that TNT call. That choice. would be the T. Yeah, that would be the TV <laughs> network's call, not Tony Khan. Two thirty in the morning. Hell, you may do pretty good at two thirty in the morning. You might do as good at two thirty as you would at uh, at ten. Are you going to sleep, Rick? I've been up. He's since going one... to sleep talking about it. I've been up since one thirty this morning. He's just yawning like hell. I got a sick two-year-old. I've been up since one thirty this morning. All right, so yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little exhausted. I'm trying to bring the energy for you, though, Dutch. Uh, all right. I'm trying bring to bring it. the energy. Why don't we go ahead and and wrap up the rampage discussion before we dive into SmackDown tonight? I actually SB3 did enjoy the opener because who the hell wouldn't? Except maybe Dutch Mantel. I thought Mox and oh, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the opener. Okay, fair enough. There we go. Uh, the crowd fully behind Takeshna in this one. Uh, ever since Mox and and uh, hey, Hangman had, had their... yes, Dutch. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. SP3. Uh, ever since Hangman Page came back, the crowd has been more and more getting uh, on to Moxley uh, instead of cheering him. Uh, when Takeshna kicked out of the Death Rider at one, they the crowd lost their damn mind tonight. Moxley eventually does get the upper hand with the elbows and the strikes, and he chokes him out with the bulldog choke. Crowd not happy about it. Then we get Hangman Page coming down saying, doctor won't clear me because my head's all screwed up. So, hey, at least I I, I don't have an excuse for not thinking straight. Smacks some Mox across the face, ends up getting a head full of turnbuckle tonight. Um, interesting. Ring post. Yeah, the ring post, excuse me. Um, you know, we've heard Dutch talk about this before. When you put baby faces against baby faces, you split the audience. Not a whole lot of splitting with the audience here. A lot of people deciding to go with Takeshna and uh, and Hangman over John Moxley. Yeah, I mean, I love that that matchup with Takeshna and John and John Moxley. Uh, you know, they're 
three constants in life, death, taxes, and John Moxley bleeding. He like you like came back from break and he had a face full of blood. It was like immediate and that just kind of raised I the stakes. I got something. Did you see that gash in his head? Yes, I yeah. did. I went, okay, Abdullah, keep it up. Keep it up so your head's going to look like I-4 and I-75 around Orlando. Look like he got hit with a wrench. Oh, my God. I was like, <laughs> uh, and they tried to sell it like it was the big boot that did that, too. I was like. Yeah, a big boot. Okay. Just, it was an inch gash. I said, which I have my own thoughts about that anyway. Did Takeshna have hey, razor blades taped to the bottom of his you know, feet? Because that's the only way a big boot did that. He taped him on the side so it would zoop. And you can't see it. Yeah, he it, did get a lot of color. He was he was covered up. It it was a hard hitting match, and Takeshna got a lot out of it. I think he needed this match to remind people just how great he's been because he had you know he had his brief time back in Japan, and now he's back here officially a part of the AEW roster and they can create a story out of this where he has two losses against Moxley. Moxley's considered the ace of the company. He can be the future ace of the company and potentially beat Moxley to take that position. So really enjoyed the match. Really liked uh, Takeshna pulling out the stomps to the head, pulling out the little BCC stuff. That was a nice exchange. Of course, the kick out at one at the paradigm shift, that just shocked me. And then I love the finish with the crowd kind of getting behind Takeshna and he tried to power up, but the bulldog choke was just too much. And he just went down and he too passed much. out referee stoppage. Great finish. Great match. And I like Hangman Adam Page just coming out once again. Uh, you know, he doesn't have much to say. He just wants to kick John Moxley's ass after what happened during the championship match in October. So he comes out. He just says, I'm not thinking straight. I haven't been cleared by the doctor, but I'm not, I don't care if I haven't been cleared. I'm still going to get in a fight. And he gets in a fight. And then Moxley throws him into the ring post. And I and I like the story that can be coming out of this of Moxley going more and more to this like dark side while yeah. the BCC is kind of trying to pull him back to the side of good. Yeah, conflicting okay. times for John. Page went down there to get that. What did Hangman Page to go go down there to do? To settle the score? To get in another fight with, with John yeah. Moxley. He ends up after Moxley fights his ass off for 15 to 18 minutes. Then Page gets up and he gets his ass beat. And Moxley's up ready to fight, and Page is laying over there like this. It I mean, made Page no, it made no sense whatsoever. Well, Page is in concussion protocol tech, you know, that that's basically the storyline without them coming out and saying it because he did suffer a concussion the last time that those two fought. And that's what the doctor is saying he wasn't cleared for. So the fact that Page got his ass whipped, all it would take was one good shot to the head and he's going to get his ass whooped. What I would have liked them There's to do. What I would have liked them to do there is have Paige on the offensive like he was and have it be that Claudio and Wheeler getting in between them was the distraction that Moxley yeah. needed to, to do what he did. I think if they would have, uh, you know, sold that a little bit more, I would have believed that. But I do understand where Dutch is coming from. Yeah, that would have been a good thing. What I would like to see is the TV to go black, just go off the air with doing that match so I don't have to watch it <laughs> Great match. I'm not taking anything from the match. In my opinion, I, that's what I got to say. In my yeah, opinion, sure, great match. But the thing with Page protocol or not, coming down to the ring and then getting, then getting the crap beat out of him, 
the announcers didn't explain it. If you really wanted to explain that, you should have had a doctor or two around him. But, well, they you know, did. They did. Doc, Doc Samson had, came, it, and then commentary did did say that he has he isn't cleared due to the concussion. So that's okay. why he was well, like, and they sold it very well with the kind of like the the stammer and then the like the kind of the stutters, the stutter step before he fell over. Well, I didn't see it. Because I could have been throwing, I could have been throwing up in the sack. <laughs> SP3. SP3 celebrating one year of hook. Happy anniversary to, to you and all your fellow hookers. All hookers, y'all can stand up. Stand up from your individual homes as we celebrate one year of hook, that beautiful, beautiful, ambiguous man. Hopefully everybody has uh, some MJF money so we can all go out to the Waffle House tonight. Uh, that's where uh, Stokely Hathaway is going. Uh, obviously, uh, he wants some justice. With the home, but... Wait, you forgot with the homegirl, Keisha. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love Stokely Hathaway. Who is, is Keisha the, the second? Uh, the homegirl Keisha, I think that's the full name. The homegirl Keisha uh, is, is the person who took the footage of Hook not having his foot underneath the ropes during the match with Lee Moriarty. Was, really? Hey, listen. The shot straight in. How would you know whether his <laughs> foot was under the rope or not? I know. It was that <laughs> Well, it wasn't under the rope. He was like, it's clearly not all the way under the ropes. I, was I like, mean, no, it's not Dutch, clear at it, all. Dutch, is it any different than when you have two people watching an NFL replay at a bad angle and they see completely different things? Is it any different no, than that? You got to, Rick, you're an NFL fan. When they <laughs> look at that little white line and the see if the shoe, I mean, it's, they get into it in detail. Here his foot was straight in and the rope was right. How would you know? Well, I think that I think that was just Stokely trying to I work his way into point. getting Yeah, that was yeah. his point. He was trying to work his way into getting uh, Lee Moriarty a rematch, finding some kind of controversy about the loss. Um, I didn't get they, they, they'll probably they'll probably have Hook show a different angle in a week from now and you know it'll be plain as they'll have Taz do it. Yeah, they'll have Taz do it. Techniques by Taz. Yeah, techniques Where by Taz. You are the Big apologizer for AEW I've ever seen in my life. Yep, that's me. That's that that you know. That's what they say about me on social media. You know, if they talked about me on social media. Uh, second matchup of the night was Sheeta versus the Bunny. Uh, this was for um, I I forgot the championship that was on the, the line. Wave, the wave, wave. Yes, the wave w championship. But it Regina, was also Regina DeWay. Yes, it was also for an AEW Women's Championship opportunity against Jamie Hayter. Uh, Sheeta fighting off the bunny and Penelope Ford to get the win here. Crowd was into it. SB3, you can sign me up for, for Sheeta and Jamie Hayter for her first defense. I think that's a good way to go. Yeah, this was fine. The point was setting up a new challenger for Jamie Hayter. That's what I'm here for. I'm here for Sheeta versus Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter got some more camera time. Always good in my book. So, yeah, thumbs up. This accomplished something on the show. Yeah, it was a little weird when these two approached Sheeta last week or the week before or whenever. But, hey, it, it, a means to an end in this situation, Dutch. And now we got our, our first challenger for our new AW Women's Champion. Well, that's good. That's a, that's a good thing, right? I Yeah. Good. Well, good. I'm, taking, I'm taking my cue from you. If it's good, if you say it's good, it's good. I liked it. 
All right, Dutch, you're, you're, you're all for a good squash match. What did you think of big bill Morrissey and Lee Moriarty decimating the uh, local job squad tonight? Oh, I haven't seen one like that since the Mulkey brothers back 1935. Is, is that a good thing or a bad thing? You're going to have to fill me in on that. Except the monkeys could work a little bit. These guys, you know, they just, they did their job. They went in there and I don't know. It's just, I'm glad it was short. That's all it could have been. How much so were you it? not, were you not impressed with big bill and Morrissey or, or big bill and Moriarty? Or were you not impressed with the local job squad? Uh, either one of them. Really? <laughs> See, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed that AEW came up with a name worse than W Morrissey. Big Bill. Well, Big here's Bill. the thing. Big Bill Morrissey Are you actually isn't that bad. Me personally, I'm allowed to have an opinion. Big Bill Morrissey ain't bad. Just calling him Big Bill, that sucks. If you put Morrissey on the end of it, it, it doesn't sound as bad, it, at they least. May, they may come out next week with the country song, Big Bill, Big Bad Bill. <laughs> you know, I mean, they could maybe sell some sell some albums or something or sell some kind of i would have called him big dub personally you know then you can put a win streak behind him and then call him big dub another big dub for big dub uh um, listen, listen we're not here to bullshit we're here to critique the shows and cut all this other crap out you are you are absolutely right no fun allowed sir uh our main event tonight uh as announced by mark henry and dan Housen, was orange cassidy that was great Best part of the show. Yeah, it was. It really was. And Moxley was Danhausen trying to steal the shine because we're so used to Orange Cassidy doing it. Now Danhausen wants to do the catchphrase. Oh, you're just gonna say my line? That was good. Okay, I didn't watch. The, I didn't watch the whole match because I have to come in here early. So what happened in the match? Well, Sid's gonna have to explain it because I had to put my son back to bed for most of it. I did see the end of it. Uh, with Trent Seven just beating Orange Cassidy's ass in this match, ass and his chest. That that just the 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 whole raw meat situation going up there, all in his chest cavity there. Uh, Orange Cassidy does pick up the win. Then he gets beat up by Kip Sabian, uh, and Trent once he revived him at the end of the match. Dustin Rhodes comes down to to stop the beat down here. But uh, if the front half was anything like the back half, I thought this was a good way to close out the show tonight. SP three. Yeah, man, I enjoyed this matchup. I think that, uh, you know, the, we had a great opener to the show and we had a really good main event. I think Trent Seven went out there trying to impress since he's been in Purgatory or West Bubblefuck or, as I like <laughs> to call it, NXT UK for all these years where no one watches it except for seven people <laughs> that live in Newcastle upon time. Um, so... He, he had to impress yeah. here. He had to show yeah. people that he's talented. He had a hard-hitting matchup. That twisting power driver on Orange Cassidy was very impressive good. as hell. His, uh, you know, ripcord lariat was, uh, got a very good near fall. And, you know, he gave Orange Cassidy one of his better matches for the All-Atlantic Championship. So I thought it was a really good matchup. And then Dustin coming out, it seems that we're uh, going to get probably a tag team match with Dustin and Orange Cassidy versus Kip and Trent Seven, which I'm okay for. Put it on Rampage. Give me another week. Make these Rampage stories mean something. And yeah. maybe someone like Dutch will, an, will get into it if you try to get it over. That's an idea to make some of these stories connect with these guys. So you want to see something. 
All right. Well, let's move on to SmackDown here, guys. <laughs> a lot of they crammed a lot into two hours tonight. Um, not a lot of BS going on tonight. Uh, opens up with the tag team title match, which originally Dutch was supposed to be the Usos defending against Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Uh, both Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns in uh, War Games suffered ruptured eardrums, so they did not clear McIntyre uh, to to compete tonight. So it ended up just being Butch taking his place. Honestly, I think that might have been. Yeah, Roman Roman has a busted eardrum. Ruptured eardrum, yeah. From Kevin Owens slapping the, the crap police, out of yeah. him. Yeah. Don't know where uh, McIntyre got it in the match, but uh, McIntyre well, also got around Kevin Owens. He probably got it from him from the left side this time. Boom. Dutch, have you ever had a ruptured eardrum during a match? I don't know, <laughs> but I've been slapped hard as hell and almost knocked out by just a slap. Oh yeah. One one of the the you know the Harris boys, Ron and Don, Ron and Don Blue. They said that's what that's the way you do it. I said, what do you mean? He said, don't punch a guy. I said just open hand slap him right here. He said it will stun. Well, he didn't have to tell me because I've always been hit with some working punches and it stunned the shit out of me. <laughs> so that's because they used to they used to be bouncers at these bars and that's the way they'd get them. They just they just cuff them. He said. That backs them up. That gets their attention. Hell, there's a whole sport dedicated to it now. Just slap people yeah, in the damn face. Right. Slap league. Yeah. Now, let me tell you this. How many of them summits is going to be leaving saying, huh? What? <laughs> All of them? All of them? Shit. I remember oh. my one match, Dutch. My one one-on-one match that you watched, right? Please I- don't remind me. But it was better than <laughs> It was better than something on Rampage tonight. And there, there's a reason why there wasn't a second one, all right? But, anywho, I was doing the practice for that match. The practice, the rehearsal. We talk about practice. Yeah. And the guy I was wrestling, um, you know, who hadn't been doing it much longer than I had at that point. He slapped you. He slapped the shit out of me. And the second <laughs> that his hand connected with my face... Uh, it was oh. like somebody just took a channel changer, hit the button, and it was just white noise. I yeah. couldn't hear a fucking, pardon my French, I couldn't hear a damn thing. And I'm just sitting here and I'm going, okay, this is practice. Do I just continue? I, I guess so. That's what I've been taught to do. So I'm just going to start throwing the elbows. And luckily we were at, toward the finish there. But yeah, I could not hear for a week. Out of, out of my left ear. And so, I already got hearing problems. So both Drew and Roman had a, a busted eardrum? Wretched, wretched yeah. eardrum. How, yeah. how does that heal? Is it, Time, is it, patience. Does it heal on its own? Or body what? doing what it does, yeah. Eventually Maybe my hearing came back. So. Eardrops? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Roman will be back next week. So he... Well, he ain't going to wrestle. Well, he he might wrestle, no. But. Yeah. He might walk by Kevin Owens in the dressing room and just give him a big pop on his ears. How's this boy? Pow! Well, maybe there'll be a receipt somewhere down the line. But uh, we did get a tag team title match regardless. Drew McIntyre couldn't compete. SV3, I think that I I have a hunch that might have been a blessing in disguise because I feel like if Sheamus and McIntyre fought the Usos tonight, we weren't going to get a finish. I feel like that that was a match that, I mean, maybe a pin Sheamus. 
Maybe, maybe yeah. Sheamus is the guy who takes the L, but I feel like there was a better chance of some shenanigans. There were we had we saw a little bit of shenanigans tonight, but Butch takes the L clean for the Usos tonight. Um, I think if Sheamus and McIntyre were there, that would increase the likelihood of there not being a finish for this matchup. I feel like if Sheamus and and McIntyre are getting a tag team title shot, they should win it. So doing it right mm -hmm. now, doing it right now, nah. I'm talking way down the line. If you're gonna put those two together as a tag team. Fucking put them together as a tag team. You know what I'm saying? Not just for like a, a, a one-off spot. So um, this was another good match for the Usos. Another good win. I like the fact that they're defending the titles more. I think it makes this reign mean something a little bit more. This is like their fifth title defense since Crown Jewel at this point. Yes, yeah. Dutch. Go ahead, Dutch. Oh, I'll say something? Oh. Thank you, Rick. So you're saying that if Sheamus and McIntyre go up against the Usos, the Usos should drop the titles to those guys. Not right now. That's just which is why I'm saying this was a blessing in disguise. I'm not saying the Usos should drop those belts until WrestleMania. I'm just saying doing that match, if they're going to put Sheamus and McIntyre together, I'd rather them get an elongated run and not lose their first match together. Well, they've had them for 500. Some odd days, yeah. That's a long time, buddy, to keep the crowd's interest. Yeah. So. So what's going to go on with uh, Mr. What's his name? Sammy <laughs> Zane. Those claps on the ears. It works in the brain too, buddy. Yeah, sure it does. Absolutely. I'm still suffering the effects from that, and that was two years ago. Sammy, okay, Sammy Zane. What's going to happen with him? Because he held back tonight, and Jay or Jimmy wanted to tell him something. What did they tell him? Cut his hair and trim his beard. Yeah, Jay, Jay said, hey, look, travel should be a big night. Big night for you. Maybe trim up the hair a little bit. Uh, get, get, get looking your best. And obviously, Sami Zayn is thinking, oh, shit, I'm about to become full-fledged bloodline, full-fledged Uso. I feel like we're getting, you know, good fellas. I think he's about to get peshied. Um, you know, like, <laughs> he's gonna walk into the room and he's gonna get his plane <laughs> splattered. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen that. If you know, you've probably seen the gif of Pesci walking into movie. a black room. What's the name of that movie? Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Uh, My great. favorite movie of all time. Yeah, I, I feel like Sami Zayn is gonna get peshied next week. That's just he, that's he just gut gut feeling. He could well, next week. I think they're gonna stretch it on toward. I think they should. It's so far done a masterful job with it. Because here we are. Been, I've been around a bit of 50 years. I'm talking about it. But they've done it well. And I like to see angles they can they can they can pull the trigger on it at any time. Say if their whole roster fell over <laughs> and they need an angle, go to Sammy. Yeah. And it would probably fill in. It would do a good job. So I, I like the job they've done with it. Well, and I, I like this SP3 too, because you are going to have people who are going to tune in next week just for this angle, because either Sami Zayn is going to get the love fest that he wants, and he's going to be fully accepted of the bloodline and everybody's going to love it. Or the inevitable is finally going to happen and we can all rip it off, rip off that bandaid that Sami Zayn's no longer with the bloodline. And now we can focus on Sami Zayn's massive babyface push and everybody's going to love it. So either way, next week, whichever way this happens, it's going to be a win-win situation for WWE and Sami Zayn in particular. 
Mm-hmm. And especially if they do it uh, next week, uh, they can have the whole buildup of one month, you know, off of Sami Zayn before he returns in the Royal Rumble match. And you can yeah. have, you know, the, the bloodline dominating in the Rumble matchup. And then Sammy comes in and he starts eliminating. He eliminates both Usos. You can have, you know, Solo eliminate him. There's a lot of stuff that you can do. And that's going to set the stage for Elimination Chamber when it's probably going to be Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. So there's a, there, it is a strong possibility that it can go down the, uh, next week. So I'm excited for that. As far as the opening matchup, I thought it was a really, really good opener to the show. I thought all four guys worked really well with one another. Uh, Butch was in there. He showed a lot of energy, especially uh, during the 25 or 30 beats of the Bowery by the yeah. time he, he finished off on Jay Uso. He looked really good in the match. Matchup. Sheamus showed that he's still over, and the brawling brutes have become such a, a an important uh babyface stable for SmackDown that kind of came out of nowhere. It kind of came out of left field, and but they're still over with the crowds, they still got the crowds behind them, and that created this you know uh, great atmosphere for this matchup. And all our guys delivered here, and the Usos with another strong defense. And I, you know, they got the number one. PWI Tag Team of the Year, the the PWI Tag Team 100, and it's well-deserving because they keep giving us quality matches like this, and they're a part of the top storyline in all of wrestling. Yeah, uh, as Safet says, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be something next week. It's gonna be interesting to see which direction that they uh, they try to go. Yes, Dutch. Oh, I forgot now. All no, right. but this what they have done. They have listened to 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 the fans. And the fans will tell you what's over. Just listen to them, and they're going to tell you. Now they know they got it. So no need to rush it. I mean, they got something with Sami Zayn. You look at Sami Zayn, looks like he had walked by a gym in 10 years. <laughs> but he's over. He, the people love him. So if you have some heels really do something dastardly to him, I mean, heat, heat. The, the Usos in Roman, they can't get over anymore. But it would really, really help them if they, because they care about Sammy. And you mess him up, that's going to piss people off. And it'll be a win-win for everybody. Win-win for Sammy, win-win for the Usos and Roman, and a win-win for WWE. I think, you know, talking about what you're saying with this listening to the audience and and working with Sammy Zayn, I thought Paul Heyman put it the best when he was in the uh, Survivor Series uh, post-media scrum where he said Sami Zayn, he, he was the bit character that ended up being a full cast member, right? He was brought in for a guest spot and he became, he was so damn good that they made him a full-fledged cast member. He's basically the Urkel of this situation. Uh, and let's just hope his run as solo uh, star here uh, goes a lot better than when they made family members. About- <laughs> solo is showing signs of intrigue because he just looks you don't know where his mind is, what he's thinking, but, and he could go any way too. You know, instead of Jimmy or Jay turning on Sammy, which is what it looked like it was going to happen, could be solo. I think. He's the guy who got over by what I call osmosis, just being with him. And he's over, he's over big time. And here's the thing you got to remember about solo he was sent in by the elders. Who's to say he wasn't just sent there to be, you know, backup to Roman Reigns? 
he could be a double agent in all of this. He could be reporting everything back to the elders, you know, possibly. Oh, they got to do that me. Yeah, well, I understand. But I think, I think, I think that Solo is going to be the head of the of the of the whole team when eventually they turn on Roman. I think once Roman drops these titles, the bloodline will turn on him. I I yes, po- that's idea. a possibility, but Solo could also be the catalyst for bringing the Rock in as well if he can't make it to the Royal Rumble, which is an entirely other thing. Hey guys, quit having these good ideas. <laughs> I mean, you have to make me admit they're good ideas. <laughs> and I hate to do that. Speaking of the Royal but, Rumble, uh, gentlemen, do we think John Cena is coming back on the December 30th episode of SmackDown to announce that he will be in next year's Royal Rumble match? I do. It, se- it seems to be perfect timing there, SP3. Oh, yeah. I How hope so. I hope I hope that's what we're getting, and I hope when we're in, when he's in the Royal Rumble, we get that moment where Cena clears house, he to- tosses everybody out, and then the glass shatters, and Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out. Oh, yeah. We get a stare down with those two, set up WrestleMania right there, and that's your main event of night one of WrestleMania. Here, here's what I want because I I knew exactly what where you're we gonna go. Vince, what if we had Vince come in right then? You're fired. Nah, we don't have to do that. Had a bunch of cops coming there and arrest him and take him out. What I would love, SP3, is for <laughs> Cena to come down and clear out the ring. Like, he just chucks seven or eight dudes, right? Maybe he gets a couple of one-on-one guys and he chucks them out. Then I want him to go up to the top rope, stare at an invisible watch, do the double tap, pull the Stone Cold Steve Austin, and then have the glass break. I think that would be a nice little homage. Great idea. Perfect. Set that right up. up. Perfectly. And when they use them, we'll sue them. All right, Uh, the L.A. Knight uh, Bray Wyatt saga continued tonight, and we were left with a massive cliffhanger. Uh, Knight comes out, calls out Wyatt, uh, you know, for the the backstage attacks that have happened in recent weeks, presents his evidence. Uh, Uncle Howdy then uh, sends a message. I couldn't tell if he was sending the message to Bray or to L.A., but he was saying, what the hell are you waiting for? Um whether he was telling Bray to take out L.A. or L.A. to make a move, I couldn't quite tell, but L.A. does make a move. He goes to the back to find Bray. Later on, he finds him in the dark. Well, he walks into a room. It was light then. The lights go out. L.A. does a smart thing, immediately turns on his flashlight on his cell phone, and he turns around, and there's Uncle Howdy. We get a brief little shout, and then nothing, Dutch. We we got no, no follow-up on this. Uh, usually things go in threes. Tonight we were left hanging. What happened to L.A. Knight? What happened to Bray Wyatt? Well, I was interested in that to see how they're going to handle it. So now I'm I'm being forced to watch <laughs> it next week again, just to see what happens. But that was a, that's that was a good spot. And whether they do it in twos or threes, they got your attention with it, and that's what they want to do. They did a good job of that. SV3, I'm not sure where SmackDown is next week. I'm sure they said it. Chicago. More. Chicago. Perfect. I think what you do is you open up next week with LA Knight strung up outside of the arena and boom, done. There you go. Slow pan. No. You, could, you could do the you could do the scream too. 
That wouldn't even make sense. He literally flew on a plane with LA Knight to another building to put him yeah. out front. Like Ray that. Wyatt, that's fucked up shit. What do you want me to do? Uh, weird and unusual and unnecessary, honestly. Uh, but we do need some follow-up for what happened there. I thought the promo by LA Knight was effective. I thought, you know, I thought I loved the him pointing out the mask because I didn't see the mask in the second attack. Mm-hmm. I loved him pointing that out. So that was great. And I loved Uncle Howdy's uh, message because you can kind of interpret it as a message to break. What was the or, again? Uh, that the uh, he deserves to suffer and yeah. that, uh, you know, do it, do it, do it, do what it right now. What yeah. are you waiting for? He just and that can be interpreted as continue the suffering for LA night that I started because we I think we all we all can allude also to that message that it's Uncle Howdy attacking LA Knight to further the feud between Bray Wyatt and LA Knight. That's how I am interpreting everything yeah. right now. And then you could also interpret it as a message to LA Knight that Bray Wyatt is weak, so he deserves to suffer. Now, when I said earlier, when he came out there with the models of what? Maximum male models. Maximum male models, yeah. Dead on arrival, it was. But L.A. Knight, by himself, he can talk a little bit. He has presence. And you notice him. So this this angle, this, this little slant to it that they've done is working. And they're not throwing it all to you at one time. Yeah. So you sit back and you say, what I think, and that, that, that's the key to wrestling. What do you think they're going to do now? This is not what we're doing right here. Where do you think they'll go? And, but they got my attention wherever they go. I guess I go with them. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Just a few weeks ago, you know, LA Knight is going by a different name and he's watching dudes strutting around in a ring and then getting pissed off when they lose tag matches. And now he's feuding with one of the most overacts in the company as LA Knight. And he's slowly starting to get over with the audience because of it. You heard the crowd tonight do a, a yeah chant. You know, people are starting to realize talent and that's, that's good for him. I'm glad that that uh, is happening. Well, well, if, it, talent, if a talent is going to get over, you can tell it by the second week, the third week should be uh, more of a sure mark. And by just judging tonight, he's there. He's passed he's the threshold and he's there. This is the best way WWE gets over talent is you put a talent that's not really over against a talent that is 100% over with the fans. It, it kind of works out in their favor a lot of times. Now, on the other hand, you have what they're doing with this triple threat tag team feud with Hit Row, Viking Raiders, and Legato Del Fantasmo. And I'm just like, these are three acts that aren't over. Like, they got all both entrances for the matches, got no reaction. Hit Row coming out and attacking them, got no reaction. And I was just like, this is great if this was NXT. But this is the main roster. These are three acts that you are trying to get over. They're not going to get over against each other. Those three teams couldn't draw you a stick figure. I think they killed each other worse than they are now. I don't, I didn't get that at all. Uh, I'll say this much. It was, um, well, you're as, wrong. as far as like booking is concerned. And I understand what you're saying. SP three, this was an upswing that hit row needed because they've been getting their ass kicked as of late. 
So them actually like standing tall here a little bit was something that they needed in to show a little bit more of an aggressive. They're side. just gonna lose next week, though. No one's gonna <laughs> remember this. I mean, that does, it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter in the in the long run. No. They did all of that, and they got zero reaction. Yeah. They got less of a reaction when they actually make their their entrance just how it was. They were late on the attack. This could this couldn't have worked out worse than WWE planned it to be this bad. Well, not everything's going to be a home run, SP3. Let's let's calm down a little bit. Just put them together. That was it. Three teams. I think it, the Vikings, I feel sorry for them. They had a little bit of steam, a little bit. Seriously? I was, like, I was like, and they did that to Valhalla. I was like, I thought you were trying to actually build her up. And then she's selling for BFAB. I was like, what are we doing? What, one kick to the face and she's out, down and out on the outside? She's gone. Hmm. Back to the Garden of the Gods, Valhalla. I guess what it means <laughs> or something like that well let's, right, let's continue Rick. continue let's move on from uh two feuding factions to uh another feuding or three feuding factions to the next one uh we had a contract signing tonight and i actually really i enjoyed, I, I, I enjoyed this the second that the new day came out and yeah. immediately just they called out a happened just called yeah. out a contract signing for exactly what it is. Just yeah. breaking the fourth wall. Adam Pierce is like, you don't think things are going to get physical, do you? And Xavier Woods is like, do you watch wrestling? Do you not know how this works? I mean, everybody you, knew it was going to happen. Everybody. You you had you had a brief little exchange between Gunther and Ricochet. I thought both of them delivered their lines well. You had a green and white Power Ranger tribute. You had Xavier Woods looking like Rick James out there tonight. This had a little bit of everything, SP3. And as far as contract signing go, I think this is the best way to do it. Just call it out for what it is. But Ricochet didn't sign it. Yeah, I never saw the sign. Oh, yeah. Sign the they skipped something. They skipped the... What did they call, did they call Gunther? Gabby or something? Um, what were they calling him? I think they just called him Gunther. Yeah, they, they called they, him Gunther. They, I, I think I think Ricochet and them called them something. But I I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not like Rick. Pointing out something is poorly written doesn't make it well written. If, if something if you point out that something is a bad concept and you have a contract signing where both parties do not sign the contract, then the you might as well have just did a promo to set this up. Like, there was no point to this. I I rather much talk about the six-man tag that followed because that was the good part about this. It was just, it was kind of there to set up the six-man tag. I can't praise it for uh, pointing I out I, the, I, the, I, the I, bad I, writing. I, I, I'm big on self-deprecating humor, right? And and just, you know, knowing that what you're doing is a ridiculous trope. There, there's something about that that I, I enjoyed tonight, and I like the New Day being involved in this. I, I did find out something tonight there watching that. Gunther is left-handed. That's how he signed his name. So. Hmm. Do, do we think, because Ricochet did get the win tonight, he pinned um, Ludwig Kaiser to keep his momentum rolling, do we think there's a chance Ricochet wins the Intercontinental Championship next week? I don't think so. Not a chance. No chance in hell. He can win if they just want to kill Gunther completely. They yeah. Did a good, 
they get a good enough job a week or two ago when they had him running from damn the monster of all monsters. Yeah. Probably he's running from his breath. <laughs> but I don't I don't think uh Ricochet will will win it. I think it'll be a great match. I think they're gonna <laughs> I think it'll open the show, it'll give them a bunch of time and it'll be and the Chicago crowd will be definitely into it. Yeah. I, yeah, I think Ricochet has arguably more momentum now on the main roster than I think he's at least had in a while. Um, a, a loss to Gunther doesn't kill that, but a great performance against Gunther, I think that could help carry that over. What you don't want is, you know, Ricochet versus Brock Lesnar in Saudi Arabia where he got destroyed inside of like 38 seconds. That's 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 not what you want in this situation. So I think as long as Ricochet goes out there, gets the crowd behind him, maybe gets a near fall or two and makes the crowd lose their damn minds like we saw with the Keshna kicking out at one tonight, I think that would be enough for Ricochet to continue uh, his momentum. It's not the time to take the title uh, off of Gunther. Uh, SP3, uh, we, we, we've talked about for weeks now, how there, there, there really isn't any tag teams in the women's division for uh, damage control to defend those titles against. I, I guess we have a new team that has now been added to the division. It is Lib Morgan and Tegan Knox. Michael Cole tonight called them the new tag team, uh, Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox. So I guess we have a new team in the division to get the division up to Technically three, I guess, if you want to count Rhonda and, and Shayna as in the division. They get the win tonight over Rhonda and Shayna thanks to a uh, distraction by Raquel Rodriguez because, of course, Tegan <laughs> hits the wizard. They pin Shayna Baszler. Um, your thoughts on Liv and Tegan as, as a tag team? The booking tonight, it is what it is. Your thoughts on them as a tag team, though? Who you, who you asking me or Sid? Sid. Honestly... I sometimes watch this show and watch <laughs> WWE programming and wonder if it's the same people booking the same the same segments on the same show. How does the same people that book the bloodline storyline and book, you know, the opening matchup, the six-man tag team matchup that we just saw, and then book this, this whole mess? Because they should have just kept the Ronda and Shayna involvement to the show, to them attacking Shotzi in the back. That was cool. Their little promo in the back, their little in encounter with uh, Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox was good to maybe preview a matchup for maybe next week or, you know, follow up with it. And maybe this week you should have done like Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox versus like a team that's obviously that they could, they could be with Sonya Deville and like Thia Lee or put any mishmash tag team together you do it all the time it doesn't yeah. matter but they it didn't need to beat one. they didn't need to beat one of the two other tag teams in the division here they didn't need to beat the smackdown women's champion and Sh Shayna baszler who supposedly you might be trying to rebuild up in this partnership with ronda you're trying to build them up as this new powerful force in the women's division on smackdown and then they lost here due to a bad distraction a bad distraction that was not well blocked off was not well planned ronda rousey was obviously looking towards the ring when tegan knox hit hit Shayna baszler with the shiny his wizard and then had to act like she was still distracted by Raquel to get to the finish. Oh, this was so bad. I got I got to smoke a joint. Hang on, guys. <laughs> Sid, 
Hey, catch me up on this Tegan Knox girl. Hang on, one, one. Well, I'll get to Tegan in here in a second. But Sid, let me ask you a question real quick. How is the Shayna Baszler we have now teaming up with Ronda Rousey any different than the Shayna Baszler we had teaming up with Nia Jax? Because it's, it's the exact it's same thing. No, it's not. Like this, this was the example here. Like when as soon as they made this match, I was like, this is two teams that should not be losing. Why? What are we doing here? Like Shayna and Ronda should not be losing as a team. And you d- made Shayna look good last week when she beat Shotzi and then stood uh, and beat up other other girls until it was three on one. And then she had to walk away when she beat Emma. And then Shotzi, she Shotzi came out, she beat her up too. And then Raquel came out and she walked away. That made her look like a formidable force. And then she takes a loss this week. It's like, yeah. does this? Do we care? No, I don't think so. I mean, we don't care about the SmackDown Women's Division. There's no care in the SmackDown. All the care in the SmackDown Women's Division went to the budget on the production of the Lacey Evan 47th and a half vignette that they have done on her this year. Yeah, they did one. We got it. She She was in the military. Okay, we got that. But I didn't think it was that good. I don't think it helped her at all. They're just beating it to death. Like, I don't, I don't. Tegan Knox is from where? Uh, she's from New Zealand, is it? Or yeah. Australia? Either New Zealand or Australia. I honestly, I can't, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but she was, uh, yeah. she's not, she's not ready. She is not, I don't know how long she's been in developmental. I don't know what she was doing down there. Reading. She, well. Books. She she's has from missed, Wales. She's from Wales. Okay. Wales. She has she has she's missed West. she has missed a lot of time. Um, it, as you saw in the promo package, she got signed in 2018. Immediately tore her ACL. She came back a year later, tore her ACL again. Uh, she came back. She did uh, you know, some work with Dakota Kai down in NXT. Uh, barely was a part of War Games, and then you know they they bring her up to the main roster. She did a couple of matches for, you know, uh, teaming up with Shotzi. They even beat the tag team champions. Then they split them up three times. They split them up in the draft. They moved her over to Raw. They parked her on the bench for several months, and then they released her. And for the better part of, what, a year now, SP3, she's been dealing with, with visa issues. So this is honestly the first action she's seen in almost two years. Really? If you if we if we if we honestly think about she, it, and she, she hasn't wrestled a whole lot. Rusty. She's pretty yeah. rusty. This is this that's it's gotta be ring rust, if if anything. She just has not had a lot of time in the ring over the last See the ring rust years. she's just the shits. One or the other. No, nah, I don't think so. I don't think she's the shits. I think she is is very, very talented. She's unsure of herself. And she doesn't now that could be, I guess, ring rust. She wasn't moving smoothly. Kind of uh she was hesitating on some of the stuff she did. I saw her arm drags. Pathetic. Not very good. But that's what they send them to Orlando for. If you can't learn to give a uh, I mean a, a graceful arm drag, there's something wrong with the other person working with you. So it just it just looked forced. I didn't like it. Well, I wish I I I would I would I would fire everybody right now. 
in the girls' division except for uh, Rhonda and Basil. I'd fire everybody. Then five minutes later, I'd hire them all back just to show them I could do it. See what I mean? But taking Knox, I think uh, – you, you worked for Vince too long. <laughs> I didn't work for Vince long enough. <laughs> That's what it was. But do you think Vince would pick these matches apart? No. Vince wouldn't Vince wouldn't have these matches because none of these women would be in the would be on the show. Now you don't know that. No, you don't know that. They had one women's match per show. I'm just saying, like, not not any of these women would be on the show right now. Tegan wouldn't even be in the company right now. Um <laughs> this is true. Yeah. All of his decisions weren't bad. <laughs> hey, Vince did a better shot pushing Liv Morgan than Triple H. So I'm glad you brought up Liv Morgan because she was I'm not. <laughs> she was gaining some momentum with this crazy new singles persona. I she was know, was she? I thought so. <laughs> I really I they didn't I don't think the fans wanted her in that. I mean she she affects the she's a she's a beautiful girl. And you kind of like she has a beautiful face. And they're kind of drawn to that and making her like, you know, out of control, killer like, and people didn't connect to that. Or I that's, didn't. that's who she is. She's crazy. She loves doing extreme shit. That's who she actually is, whether you want to connect with that or not. Well, that's if you were being creative, I would, I would fire you right now. <laughs> and then I'd hire you right back just to show you. The, I could. the point is, is they start doing something completely different with her after she drops the, the wins title. And now it's like, okay, completely pivot. Let's do something else and throw you into a random tag team, which they have literally done with her, her entire fucking career on the main roster since they broke up the spirit squad. This is Vince booking one-on-one. It's like, well, we can't continue to push live as a singles baby face. So let's just put her in a damn tag team. I'm not, I'm not sure. She had her turn. She had her turn, Rick. She had that, her turn, and it's time to move on. And that is done all the time, Rick. You yep. don't have something to do with somebody. Uh, and I've seen this. Put them in the tag team. Yeah. Like it's a second thought. And they put her in the tag team. She goes up there and bombs again. But she was going to bomb anyway. At so. least she's wrestling. She's on TV. You got Sonya Deville tweeting. She wants to wrestle. I haven't seen Natalia in a, in a week. I know they're trying oh, to sell it as nose. she broke her nose, but you know, <laughs> quote unquote, gonna, broke her nose. I was gonna say. I mean that that's the most damage that Shayna and Ronda are doing is they've literally injured a third of the locker room. That's 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 the story right now. What's my favorite saying? If you mess up this week, you got fifty-one more weeks this year to fix it. There you go. So they're going to work to fix it. That, that's the way I think about this show. Um, let's talk about the, the main event angle tonight. Kurt Angle's uh, celebration. We, we, we saw this sprinkled out throughout the entire night. Um, I thought there were good moments in the lead up to this. The, 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 the world's greatest dad <laughs> card from Jason Jordan was a pretty good shout. Um, I, I, I did chuckle at that tonight, but. My goodness, they made Alpha Alpha Academy look ridiculous in this closing segment. I'm not sure what the hell the point of this was tonight. Well, you knew they were going to, I'm saying, are they going to destroy this cake and it's all over the ring and it's messy? And then he said, you're going to need some milk. 
and then it told me right then they're gonna they're gonna squirt it in the ring. So, How many times have we seen that? I mean, maybe it's been ten years, right, or, or longer. You know, it's been twenty. It's been, it's been 20, twenty since the first time they did that. I mean, and here's the confusing thing. So Gable Stevenson, which I think is like the only point of doing this, is to kind of introduce him as. Hey, this guy's also won an Olympic gold medal. Let's he's at our PC right now. He's an up and comer. You're going to see him real soon. I think that's really the only point they had to this tonight. He's back in the party. Kurt, he asked, asked Kurt if he wants him to come to the ring with him. And Kurt's like, nah, you stay back here. Everything's fine. And then Kurt comes to the ring. Alpha Academy does their thing by himself. By him, Kurt walks off. And then pulls out Gable Stevenson like they had this premeditated thing with the milk truck going on. And I'm like, you literally told him to stay back and do nothing. You had no idea Alpha Academy was going to come out there and be butthurt that they weren't invited to your party. And how, and convenient, then, how convenient a milk truck. Yeah, from the 1940s right, right as, outside, uh, as the arena floor. And, and they're so, Hey, hey Kurt, guess what's out there? What? A milk truck. Oh, really? shit. Okay. And then they're they're chucking the bottles. They're chucking the bottles at these dudes. And they're just standing there taking it. And then Kurt is playing to the crowd, about ready to blast him with a fire hose full of milk. And they're just standing there waiting on it. If somebody's about to hit me with a fire hose of anything, anything, I am running the fuck away. <laughs> The whole but thing the, was cluttered. The and, redeeming uh, value of that, though, is I'm thinking, okay, after this, they're going to show me what happened with L.A. Knight. Yeah, that would be a better close to the show, is if they just would have ended with, like, L.A. Knight attack backstage. Like, that would have been a proper close to the show. This felt like a non-canon ending to the show. Like this had nothing to do <laughs> with the rest of the freaking this, show. It's like I, I spent is it's like I spent a whole freaking uh, you know whole season watching Power, and then out of nowhere came Friends. Like it's two <laughs> totally different shows. Like I feel like I, I was like, what am I watching anymore? What is this? They did the whole cliffhanger with, oh, Gable, you can stay back here. I'll go to the ring alone. Making it feel like they were going to do some type of angle. I was like, Bray Wyatt. Have Bray yeah. Wyatt come out, uh, attack, uh, you know, Kurt Angle to close the show. And you don't even have to do anything with LA Knight. We can learn about LA Knight next week. But have Bray come out for the fans, you know, in the arena and attack Kurt Angle. Boom. I would have been down for that. But hey, write, nope. Write that down. Good idea. No, we get right down. We had a segment that would have felt really in place in the first hour, but felt totally out of place. As soon as Alpha Academy came out, I was like, one, why is this raw tag team out here? Two, <laughs> what are we what does this have to do with the rest of the show we just saw? And three, we are setting up for a segment I've seen better numerous different times now like what are we doing the the only redeeming quality about this was michael cole and his milk puns yes, I was, that was it. i was laughing my ass off legendary dairy yeah. was the best one that's good <laughs> write that down 
legendary. I got it. He, he finally jumped the shark with the last thing he said when he called it milk down. Like that was that, that was the worst one. And, and unfortunately that was the last thing he said, but the more he kept going with it, I was laughing my ass off and not paying attention to what was going on in the ring. I was just listening to Michael Cole scream milk puns. That was the way the, the show closed out for me. I thought Michael Cole did a great job with that. But other than that, yeah, I don't understand what the, the point of this what was. Would, other than to appease the crowd in Pittsburgh, which, fuck Pittsburgh, and it's a house show ending. You can't say that. Sure I can. I'm from Cincinnati. Pittsburgh get pissed off at you. I don't care. I don't give a you damn. Right. If they need to beat the Ravens for me this weekend. That would be great, though. I'd appreciate that. Rate the show, SmackDown. What would you give it out of a 10? 6.5-ish? Somewhere in that ball. If it wasn't for the ending to the show, I would have gave it an 8 out of 10. This was one of the best episodes of SmackDown in a while, honestly, with the six-man tag, the opening tag team title match, the things they did with Bray Wyatt and LA Knight was fun. The Bloodline stuff was fun. There was a lot of good stuff on the show, and then they just ended it with the with the fart in church. So 7 out of 10. I'll give it a 6. Stephen Chambers saying, guessing Gable Stevenson feuding with the Alpha Academy. I don't think Gable Stevenson is going to be up anytime soon. This Gable was Stevenson is the kid that just come back. Is he the new yeah. kid on yeah. the Olympic team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not ready. Literally. Um, this, is guy, this is the kid who got drafted to Raw in the last draft last year, and this is his second appearance on TV. Uh, his brother has gotten more play in NXT. We haven't even seen Gable in NXT. So and his brother's he, really good. His brother's really good. So, um, you know, they're, they're, they're working with him. Uh, Hey, but Braun Strowman says, when you're ready, come on up and see me. And that's what he said. Well, we'll see how that goes. Dutch, what you got going on this weekend? Uh, anything to promote? Got anything going on other than chewing on your stogie? No, I don't do anything on weekends. Are there any ball games on? They got to be some ball games on, right? Um, Ring of Honor's on at four o'clock tomorrow afternoon. There you go. What is that? The what? Ring of Honor final battle. Ring of Honor. The promo that they or the the pay per view that they were previewing throughout Rampage tonight. Oh yeah, I'm gonna watch that. Dutch, it's your attention to detail that I love about you. No, I, 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 they burned me out. This and this and this and this and this and this and this. And I don't even know what the hell they're talking about. Then they go in where they're going to be next week. It just all runs together. I'm hit with overload of information. So I just shut it down. SP3, what kind of overloaded information are you going to be uh, talking about on the True Heel Heat channel this weekend? Uh, tomorrow, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time, got True Hill Heat 204 with myself, Miss Chrissy Love, special guest, Post Wrestling's own Andrew Thompson. We also got watch-alongs for Final Battle at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, as well as NXT Deadline at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And I'll be back on the channel on Sunday to review both shows. So subscribe to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. I think you're right, Stephen. I think a lot of titles are going to change hands at uh, Ring of Honor this weekend. Um Given the news that Ring of Honor is going to be getting it, probably going to be getting their own TV show here soon and less time on AEW. I Yeah, I think you can take it to the bank. I don't think Chris Jericho is hanging on to that title this weekend. Uh, I'll say that much at least. Um, yeah, good show tonight, guys. We only went uh, over by 
you know, 17 minutes, not too terrible. Don't think I'll get yelled at too much. We'll be back next week, 11.05, breaking down everything that happens. Uh, we'll, we'll be here to talk about the Intercontinental title match, talk about the story with the bloodline. We'll see if Sami Zayn is still standing. We'll find out if LA Knight is dead or not. A lot of reasons to tune in next week. Here on the Sports Keto Wrestling Facebook and Twitter channels and the Wrestle Binge by Sports Keto YouTube channel. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you guys.